Hello, this is Sage, and you're listening to Inner Outer. Today we will be discussing how to process grief in a way that may not be traditional. So I want to start with some questions. Where do we go to grieve? Where do we go to rest? The loss of a loved one, a heart-wrenching breakup, In those chapters, we fight against ourselves to keep functioning as a quote-unquote normal human in society, maintaining the same levels of productivity and the same output. I hear a phrase often, I do not have time to feel, or I do not have time to fall apart. Some variation of these words, this sentiment. An old friend of mine was telling me about her coworker. She went through a breakup and now she's like doing nothing with her life. She's unemployed. She's not even looking for work. Like, are you serious? Who has the time to fall apart? She needs to get a job. I found it interesting this topic came up because I had developed a perspective so completely opposite from hers. I listened to the tone in which she expressed herself. She sounded personally offended, outraged even. Knowing my friend's situation, also going through her own breakup, I could not help but wonder if this conviction came from a place within her that so deeply yearned to put her own stressful job life and obligations on hold simply to grieve. I didn't know the details of this woman's situation, but I thought about myself years prior, living with a partner who one day decided to leave and not come back. On one hand, it was a surprise. When someone threatens to do something continually, you doubt they ever really will. Each time we argued, which had become a daily occurrence, he would grab his keys and coat letting the sound of the door slamming be his final word. Sometimes he would return the next day. Other times, three days would pass. But he always came back. Until, one day, he didn't. For weeks, I was in a state of shock and disbelief. We had just moved to a new city. I transferred to a different university and started a new job that was crucial for my professional development. I was surrounded by opportunities, a fresh start, but any sense of excitement I had for this new beginning had been robbed from me. In retrospect, I realized we must allow certain deaths in our lives to occur for new growth. However, in the moment, the future I had planned and had been so sure of collapsed. I could hardly pull myself out of bed. My limbs felt heavy. Yet, as the old adage states, the show must go on. Every day I resumed my life full of responsibility, pressures, and expectations. My job required attending many events and constant networking. For my mind to be empty of my own personal worries and completely focused on meeting influential people. At the same time, I was in the middle of finishing my studies to attain a science degree. But there were days I simply could not fight the mental battle. 
I could not pretend to be the normal me. I used to sit in the front row of the classroom enjoying every moment of lecture. I skipped classes day after day. Waking up at noon feeling like I had an emotional hangover, my head clouded with an impenetrable fog. There were no motivational words or reframing techniques that could get me to go back to my normal life. I felt as though I hardly recognized myself. But I didn't have the terminology for this phenomenon. I felt tremendous distress for missing classes at work. I could no longer uphold the image of the overachieving individual who can do it all. This cycle of not meeting everyone else's expectations of me, which caused more shame and self-loathing, sent me further into this spiral of depression. I was falling ill often and spent many nights in the hospital. Somehow, pulling upon some greater wisdom from deep within me, the inner healer I believe us all to have, I started finding ways to care for my aching heart. Unbeknownst to me at the time, I was catapulted into an intense period of deep inner healing, out of necessity. All I knew in the moment was that I needed time and space to grieve. I created a small altar in my bedroom, put treasured photos, fresh flowers from a neighbor's garden, scented candles. A space small but sacred with reminders of love and beauty. And for many months this became my resting place, letting out rivers of tears, letting myself feel the hurt, the abandonment, the brokenness. I would kneel at my altar and journal for hours not knowing how much time had passed, writing letters to those who have hurt me, finding forgiveness in my own way. I failed a few classes. My work performance dropped. So I understand when people say they do not have the time. But what I have come to know is that if you do not create the time, the psyche becomes ever more persistent until you pay attention. The body will fail until you cannot run away any longer. I recently came across a book. It's called Healing the Fragmented Selves of Trauma Survivors. It was in this book that I learned what Janina Fisher calls the brain's going on with the normal life part, connected to the left hemisphere. We rely greatly on this function to wake up every morning and get done what we must until suddenly that switch doesn't flip on anymore and it can happen at any point in our lives the right hemisphere of the brain's implicit memories overrides and supersedes our learned methods of structural dissociation and this part is here largely to protect us because sometimes we're not in the place where we can handle re-experiencing or trying to work through the trauma we have been exposed to in our lives when we're not allowed from the external world or through our own decisions and determination to process our emotions 
our psyche becomes split. We cut ourselves off from the pain so that we can function. We try so hard to keep everything in our lives from falling apart. This is where fragmentation begins. All these parts become disintegrated, untethered from our core. We begin feeling odd symptoms that escalate in intensity. Seemingly random panic attacks, bouts of crippling depression, our body feels foreign, our hands tremble at our desk, our heart rate skyrockets at lunch. We don't draw this correlation because we're afraid of everything unraveling. This is our inner self getting us to pay attention. Our lived experiences never resurface when it's convenient. But what if it's meant to crumble? Your own empire fallen. What if even that was a lesson? How to reclaim an act you were meant to believe is selfish. There is no space in our modern lives to be human. We've lost our connection to rituals and ceremonies. The ways of honoring the coming and going of time, people, and past versions of ourselves. The sanctity of sitting at the warm fire listening to stories and mythologies that hold wisdom that allow us to garner strength in our spirit and cultivate resiliency in our soul. We must allow ourselves our own ways of processing, grieving, and integrating as a right. Just a bit more space, a few more minutes, a few more breaths. Perhaps this is just the spaciousness you find within your day. Maybe you put your laptop away instead of overworking, trying to finish the ongoing project that you've been so focused on. Maybe instead you offer yourself one moment of calm. Give yourself 5, 10, 15 minutes where you allow yourself to do whatever you must in that moment without trying to control it. Maybe nothing happens. Maybe you cry or scream or journal, just start taking these two elements into consideration, time and space, and how can you begin to cultivate a life in which you allow yourself simply to be a human? Because I truly believe that in silence, when we have those moments to connect with ourselves, we discover what is true and we can begin the process of healing and though you may still believe you don't have the time this ability to relate to life beyond your job beyond your obligations isn't that the ultimate art form we're all learning Thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm so grateful that you took the time to reflect on these ideas, and I would love it if you subscribed to the newsletter so that you can get this in a written format delivered to your inbox on a weekly basis. 
Oh, I'd be so appreciative if you followed the podcast to get notified when new episodes come out. I will link some resources in the book that I discussed down below, as well as other ways that you can get into touch with me. Thanks again. Have a beautiful day.